Good day, good evening, and good morning wherever you may be. And this is the Biz Analyst Moment with Adam Hessler from Being a Biz Analyst. And welcome. Now let's dive into those moments. Hi, folks. So I have one request for you. Because I'd want to have as much impact on the world as possible, I need your help. I need you to share on social media, or if you're not comfortable sharing on social media, that's okay too. Share with somebody else you might know. What you took away or learned from this episode, and even more importantly, what are you actually going to apply in your own career based on this episode, or maybe your personal life, as a lot of the stuff that we teach on these episodes of the podcast can be applied to various different areas of our lives, not just our career or our working life. If you are going to post it on social media, please do tag me being a biz analyst. We are on Twitter. We are on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Thanks very much and have an amazing day. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. The hardest part of career change is the reality of where you're at versus where the market believes you're at. Or in other words, all those companies that you want to get hired into. So I'm just going to make a couple of assumptions here. One is that you've probably already been told that you're a little bit crazy for trying to make a career change. Number two is that you're probably deaf to all those comments, or at least I hope that you're deaf to the comments. And number three, it's at some point gotten hard for you. You've been trying to make a career change and maybe you successfully actually found a position where they hired you and maybe now it's starting to get hard. Or maybe you're on the outside and you've been applying, applying, applying and right now it's like, it feels like a lost cause. Or maybe you haven't even explored the idea of starting to apply and just the idea of even thinking about making a career change seems really, really hard. As I said in the sort of teaser to this episode, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. Unfortunately, I think from what I know, everybody hits a wall at some point in their career change, and it's going to happen at different, you know, sort of, um, milestones along your career change and the reason it happens at different points is because some people have more experience and they're able to transition easier into a position so maybe they actually get hired easier but at some point even those people are going to run up against a a brick wall and they're going to run up against a brick wall because as is always the case with any kind of career change you're going to run into a situation where you don't know how to do something 
where you don't have that skill and you don't have that experience that would be desirable to for that particular situation, that particular context. And the reason I, I like to be so blunt with people about all of this is because it really is the reality of career change that you have to develop a little bit of thick skin for the fact that you're just going to have to buckle down and learn whatever it is you have to learn or get through the hard experiences or the hard lessons to actually get the experience that you're missing out on. That's the tough reality and that's what really I think if we come full circle on the two episodes that we were talking about, one was on actually not just doing agile, so meaning that you're not just going through the motions of maybe the different scrum um, ceremonies, meaning doing stand-ups or retrospectives, because you can go through all those motions, but you're not actually being agile by doing that. Or maybe you decide, that, or maybe your company decides that they're going to use Kanban and so they create a Kanban board. Even, like, that's not being agile either. And if you want to hear more about, you know, my thoughts on actually being agile as opposed to just doing it, I would suggest going back to that episode, which was posted on August 16th. The other episode that we posted or syndicated or whatever you want to call it, um, sent out into the internet <laughs> was an episode on how hectic and or chaotic it can be when you're first starting out as a new BA. And I looked at both these episodes and I was thinking about like how to address them from a retrospective point of view for this particular episode. And what I'd really like you guys to be able to take away is that there is, there's no such thing as an easy path. You might have easy times, but eventually you're gonna hit a wall. And the best advice that I can give you is to be open to number one, failing and number two, being open to asking for help. So just like we talked about in those T-shaped episodes on T-shaped skill sets and whether or not you have T-shaped skill sets, which was also explored on the YouTube Live episode, which I think was last week's. So you can go on to uh, either the playlist or the video list and you'll find a YouTube live episode all about um, skill sets and the different shapes that you can have. What we explored there was this idea that at some point you're going to realize that you don't have the shape of your skill sets or your skills to actually be effective in some sort of context or maybe even in the environment that you're working in or on the project that you're trying to work on. 
coming full circle with what I'm trying to say here is that you need to be willing to ask for help. And if you're not, this is actually going to stunt your growth. Because at the end of the day, the only way to actually grow is to number one, accept the fact that you need help and you need to grow and you need something that you're missing, whether it's a skill or experience or education. Um, or maybe you just literally need somebody's help in that, you know, not necessarily that you're going to be hanging pictures, but I think hanging a picture is a great example where it's, it's not impossible to hang a picture all by yourself, but it is sort of difficult. Because it's great, especially if you're trying to hang something really, really wide. It helps a lot if you can have somebody else hold the picture up. So you can actually, you know, mark the wall where you want to put in the the, um, the screws. So that's the reality of making any career change is realizing that you're going to need help at some point And being able to ask for that help. The, the big stumbling block of this problem, or if you, I guess a better way of putting it is an issue, I don't really like to call things problems. The big stumbling block for this issue is that you're not going to know who to ask the first time around. It's only through experience and actually asking for help that you're going to learn who the best people are to ask for help. Because... A lot of people are probably going to have a lot of different opinions, but there's really only going to be one, say one or a couple of people who are actually going to have your best interests at heart rather than focusing on their own fears and being able to, I wouldn't even say telling you where to go or what to do, but more so guiding you or mentoring you to get to that destination of whatever it is you're trying to work through. So that's all I wanted to say today. I know it's a little bit more of a um, sort of conversational type episode that's less about sort of that how-to that, you know, usually I would deliver on this day of, of the week. But I think it's a really, really important topic for you to think about, which is when you run into a roadblock, what are you going to do about it? And the more you can set your ego aside and say, you know what, I need help, the better off you'll be. Lastly, what I want to say that I got into a little bit in the episode description was how do you actually keep your head held high when you're going through all these roadblocks? Because you might be in a situation where you feel like you're constantly banging up against brick wall after brick wall after brick wall because it seems like you defeat the first brick wall and then all of a sudden there's another one right there and then there's another one and another one and another one. And the best way I've found to deal with this is to keep my head held high knowing that the reason I'm going through all this is to um, fulfill my life purpose. So for those of you that don't know, my life purpose is to always be 
helping others seek their potential so that in turn, I'm also seeking my own potential. And so you'll notice it has nothing to do with business analysis. In fact, it's not even specific to any kind of context. And when you actually figure out what that purpose is that drives you, that gets you up in every day, you'll realize it's probably also something very untangible for you as well. So it won't necessarily even be about having the business analysis career, but it'll probably be more about something intangible that you can't grasp. You can't, you might even have a really, really hard time putting it into words. But the more you work towards figuring out what that thing is that drives you every day, the better off you'll be to work through pounding through those brick walls after brick walls after brick walls. Granted, I'm not saying that you're not going to fall down. I'm not going to say that your, you know, your feelings might be hurt at some point or that you might struggle. But what I'm saying is that when you're really, really clear on that purpose or what Simon Sinek calls your why, you are able to get back up 1,001 times, 1,002, and so on and so forth. That's it for today. Biz Analyst Potential to Biz Analyst Career. Thanks very much, folks, and have an amazing day. Thank you for joining me, Adam Hessler, from Being a Biz Analyst for another biz analyst moment. I hope you enjoyed today's moment. I know I did. These are the moments of our careers. Hi folks and welcome to this episode. So just a little bit of a plug. My friend Laura Brandenburg at Bridging the Gap is offering us up free training on process analysis and process improvement. And she's doing this for the rest of August and most of September as a part of her launch of what's called the Business Analyst Blueprint. And so the Business Analyst Blueprint allows you to understand how does a BA really work effectively within a project or initiative environment. Now, this is not just if you're just starting out in a BA, because I think what we miss as we get higher up is we start to forget about the fundamentals of being a business analyst. And so she's had lots of senior BAs as well as intermediate BAs go through this because what you get is instructor feedback on the actual projects that you're doing where you're learning how to effectively use the techniques that she's presenting in the course. So the techniques that she presents are wireframes and use cases, which are great for understanding the communication between a user and a system, data modeling. So there's a bunch of different techniques that she teaches within the scope of data modeling, where you're really looking at how does data move between systems? 
or how do we get it from one system to another, which are huge, huge projects. So for example, somebody's put implementing new software is a great example of that. Or if you're trying to cre either create or use an API to connect two different softwares. So he also teaches what's called mastering business analysis, which is an overview look of what is the actual value of a BA and how do they actually execute on that value in any initiative or project. Lastly, she dives into process analysis and process improvement. And the actual free training that's being offered over the course of the next month or so actually looks at helping you understand the not only importance of process mapping, process improvement, process analysis, but actually how to do that really effectively. And then she dives into that in even more in depth in the actual course. During the course, which I've actually taken a lot of these courses, I've never done the actual whole blueprint, but I hear it's way better than just doing the individual courses. You actually work through the full, um, I guess you call it gauntlet really, of all these different techniques for a single project that either you just sort of made up or that you're working on within your actual position right now. And you get to get instructor feedback on the documents that you've produced and how effective are they actually at communicating with stakeholders and how can you improve on how you're executing on those types of techniques right now, which is so, so key because the number one thing that a lot of BAs complain about is that they're not able to actually get that kind of feedback from other BAs on their work. And a lot of people within the company that they work in are not BAs, so they don't know how to give them feedback on their actual work. A lot of BAs work within a company and they are the only BA in that company. So this is a great opportunity to be able to get that um, objective feedback from an instructor who is a senior BA in the community, internationally known, and be able to understand how you can improve based on where you're at right now. So that's the Business Analyst Blueprint. Look for that link within the episode notes. Thanks very much and have an amazing day.